everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Infinite Journeys. As always, I am your host, Tony Z, joined by host Asher. Hey, folks, we're back. And I actually remembered to say host instead of co-host on this episode. <laughs> I thought I was going to mess up and still call you co-host, but then I was like, wait, no, I told Asher he's host now. <laughs> eh, it'll slip now and then. It's not a big deal. Yeah, I know we were off for a week. I had some personal things I had to take care of uh, family-wise. So I made an announcement on Twitter. This may be sporadic for recording for at least a little while in case anything happens again. So if something happens again, we have to miss another week here or there. Just keep in mind that I'm just dealing with some things right now. It's not intentional. (laughs) I think most people understand family comes first. So Yeah, I figured they would, which is why I announced it on Twitter, but... Just in case anybody listening wasn't on Twitter, that's what's been going on. That's why there was no episode last week. But this episode is just going to be a normal episode. We've got some gameplay to talk about. Asher, I don't know if you brought a Game Pass pick of the week this week. I, I've got one that I played a little bit of, uh, one that we didn't get to previously, and I've got like a couple I'm looking forward to trying. So, Awesome. That'll work. But first, we've got our News Gone Wild. And actually, two of my News Gone Wilds today are literally from Pennsylvania, which is the state I live in. Oh wow! And yeah, one that's of them not I was, far from me. Yeah, one of them I wasn't aware of. My wife told me about it, and I was like, "What the heck is this?" So I had to look it up in order to find it because it wasn't on my normal site. But this one, we'll just start with this one. Screw it. This is pretty freaking crazy. Woman sentenced, I think it's to forty-six months. Yeah, to forty-six months in prison for stuffing her dead grandmother in a freezer in order to collect her social security benefits. <sighs> Oh, she didn't report her as dead. No, she stuffed her in a freezer. <laughs> wow. How, yeah. She was how also long did charged that go on with for? Abuse of corpse, for which she was sentenced to two years of probation. Wow. The remains of her grandmother were discovered on February 7, 2019, by people inspecting the property on Crawltown Road in Warrington Township to potentially buy it from the bank. While the callers were inspecting an outbuilding on the property, they proceeded to check the inside of a white chest freighter. Freighter? <laughs> I don't know what a freighter is. <laughs> Listen, for listeners, I took an hour-long nap and I just woke up at like 8.30, so I might still be a little groggy. <laughs> a white chest freezer, police said in a criminal complaint affidavit. Upon opening it, they discovered skeletal remains of a human in black trash bags with a blanket placed over the bags. Wow. Imagine so, being the person that's just trying to examine the property and you find that. Right. Well, if they're examining the property, I'm, I'm guessing she didn't live there, that she just kind of came by and dealt with the body and went back home. Yeah. Probably uh, could make more money selling the house and getting Social Security. Yeah, it says the lady told police that she received financial compensation from... Delahay for the care and continued to receive the financial compensation meant for her grandmother after her death. She admitted to police that she failed to acknowledge her grandmother's death and said she believed her grandmother could have still been alive at 112 years of age at the time. Wow. I wonder how long this was going on for. I don't know. I mean, that's what I was trying to find out. At least 12 years. That's what I was thinking. At least 12 years, probably. The woman that did it is 63, so it just depends on when she did it. And they discovered their body in 2019. Yeah. So that's freaking crazy. That was in yeah, Pennsylvania. That, that is wild. Where's the other one I had? Oh, here we go. I think this is the other one. Yeah. Pair rescued from chocolate tank at Mars Wrigley plant in Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> 
would somebody lose their wig in the chocolate or something yeah at first i was like what are they trying to do in the chocolate tank but then it turns out that it was two maintenance workers i guess and they fell into a partially filled chocolate tank while doing maintenance work oh wow yep two people were rescued after they somehow fell into a partially filled chocolate tank while doing maintenance work at a candy factory in pennsylvania also in pennsylvania by the way (laughs) the two people work for an outside contracting firm It's not clear how they fell into the tank. Emergency responders were able to free the pair by cutting a hole in the bottom of the tank. Oh, pair. Pair as in two people. Yeah, two people. I thought you said hair as in like, you know, on your head. Oh, no, a pair of people. Yeah, it was two people. (laughs) Because I'm like, why wouldn't they just dump the whole tank? Just like call it a loss. No, they were like, yeah, we got to fish out the hair so I can still sell it. (laughs) Yeah, that's why I was like, at first, I was like, what were they trying to do in that chocolate tank? Because it was two people. Right. Oh, oh God, I gotcha. I gotcha. And it I says mean, it's unclear how they fell into it. Uh, I, I'm willing so to bet that they, they, they weren't wearing any clothes. Or they might have just jumped. Yeah. It doesn't disclose that information, but it, doesn't say, it does say it wasn't clear if either person was injured, but they were taken to hospitals to be evaluated. If they weren't wearing clothes, there's our naked quota for the episode. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Right maybe. back on track. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just put the check mark there. Speaking of naked items, mysterious hard object inside catfish turns out to be sex toy. Hey, I, you know, everything you throw away ends up in the ocean, right? That poor catfish, though. Well, catfish are freshwater, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I feel bad, real bad for that catfish because that thing is huge. <laughs> that was actually a picture of it, which I wasn't <laughs> expecting. <laughs> Catfish can get pretty big, so, but still, that's that's something else. Yeah, when Richard Kazar of Shelbyville, Indiana, took his friend John Hoop fishing on the Ohio River last week, the goal was for Hoop to land his first blue catfish. Well, he did, but this fish came with a secret toy surprise, a sex toy to be specific. <laughs> like a <And> happy meal. <laughs> warning, the b- photo below is not safe for work. No, you think? Oh, God. We noticed when we got in the boat that its stomach was huge. At first, he assumed it was because eggs or maybe some wildlife deficiency. No, it ate something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's common to find other fish, sometimes turtles, muskrats, and other animals. It wasn't until later in the day that he actually pressed down the catfish's abdomen and felt two hard objects that he knew couldn't be eggs. When they returned to Kazar's human cut open home. Man, I really can't talk tonight. <laughs> when they returned to Kazar's home and cut open the catfish, they discovered what was bulking up the fish's tummy. A foam ball, part of another fish, and a... Yeah, we got the rest of that. We already know what it was. Wow. So... That fish was just gobbling everything up. Oh, geez. Apparently, his three-year-old daughter was there, and the wife immediately covered up her eyes once it fell out because they weren't expecting that. Right. Yeah, that would be a little surprising. I mean, that's not something you expect to find in a fish. Yeah. You want to know something even creepier? This just popped up at the bottom. Fish found with parasite that eats its tongue and then becomes its tongue. I think I had heard something about that. And there was I like a, it was fish, one of those, though. One of those like creepy, like creepy pasta things or something was about yeah, that. Yeah, I think so. Or that's... there was like a YouTube video or something about that. And now it really happened, apparently. I mean, parasitic animals are wild. You got to go through some crazy evolution be like, yeah, I am going to become this thing's tongue now. Yeah, that's just, oh, that's creepy. <laughs> that really, that one bugs me a little bit. 
Now you're going to wake up in a cold sweat in the middle of the night and be like, is it my tongue or something else in my mouth? Yeah, I don't want to think about that for many different reasons. (laughs) (laughs) Hundreds of cockroaches released in Albany courtroom during hearing. Oh, well, I mean, that's one way to get an injunction. After a defendant was told to stop filming the courtroom proceedings, the cockroaches were set free from plastic containers. Wow. That's a whole other level there. Yeah, that, that's definitely premeditated right there. Like, yeah, you don't for just sure. happen to have a pocket full of cockroaches. That's funny. A defendant who started to film the courtroom proceedings was told to stop. And the altercation that followed hundreds of cockroaches brought into the court ca- courthouse. Dude, what is going on? <laughs> Maybe I just need to stop reading tonight. <laughs> just <laughs> Hundreds of cockroaches brought into the courthouse in plastic containers were released, according to the state court system. Wow. God, that's got to be creepy. Yeah, it says the bug release was being investigated while the courthouse was closed for the rest of the day for fumigation. I don't know what that term means. Oh, uh, they spray gases in there to kill all the bugs. Ah, interesting. You ever see the bug bombs? It's a little like can that you pull a pin on and you leave it in your house. And it just yeah. basically fills up with uh, gas. And you got to let it vent. Yeah, same idea, but professionally done. Court officers arrested a 34-year-old woman in the audience for charges related to the altercation, including disorderly contact, obstructing governmental administration, and tampering with physical evidence. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that wasn't good for any evidence, having roaches all over it. Yeah, it says she was released, and it was not immediately clear whether she had an attorney to speak on her behalf. Hmm. What transpired is not advocacy or activism. It is criminal behavior with the intent to disrupt the proceeding and cause damage. It's kind of funny, though. Clever way to uh, disrupt the proceeding because it worked. Yeah, definitely. Not much you can do. You can't just like shoo them out, you know, you got to like shut it down. Yeah, like you literally have to kill them all because there's hundreds of them. And in other animal news, a New York man and woman faced $500 fines after bringing a raccoon to the store. I have this bad feeling that they had it like dressed like a child and they like had it in a stroller (laughs) or something. I don't think so because they took it to a pet store. Oh, the owners turned the raccoon over and were each charged with unlawfully possessing a wild animal. Now, in some places, I'm pretty sure you can have those as pets. I'm guessing New York is not one of them. Yeah, I guess not. Hmm. Let's see. A New York man and woman faces fines of $500 each after they took a raccoon to a pet store to shop for food and a store worker rattled them out, authorities said. Snooch! (laughs) A State Department of Environmental Conservation police officer got an urgent call from the Erie County Department of Health about a potentially rabid raccoon on June 2nd. Okay, so in that case, (laughs) if it was rabid, it's posing a danger to the other animals in the store, probably. Right. If it's like a pet smart where they have animals in there. Yeah, for sure. The health department said a couple had brought a raccoon to a pet store for food and supplies and a store employee contacted authorities. Raccoons are considered dangerous wild animals because they are known to carry and transmit the deadly rabies virus. The DEC officer used used store surveillance video. Sorry, the way that was written was a little... (laughs) A store issued rewards card and license plate information to locate the couple in the town of Attica in western New York, the department said. The owners turned the raccoon over and reached charge. Yeah, we already read that part. It says the raccoon that was confiscated from the couple was euthanized and tested for rabies, a test that can only be performed on the animal after it has died. That's kind of yeah. sad. It's not the animal's it, fault. It is, yeah. Yeah, poor animal. I don't know if it deserved to die. They could have just taken it and released it in the wild somewhere. 
Did they, I don't know uh, if they really had to kill it and test it for put the results up? No, it doesn't say. Because imagine uh, if they did it and then it turned out it didn't have rabies. Oh, I'm guessing that's why they didn't oh, wait, no. state the results. The test was negative. Yep. So it did yep. not have rabies. Yeah, I was gonna say because like they, their behavior is really weird. Like all any animals that are rabid tend to have really odd behavior. It's one of those things like uh, pit bulls, you know, people just fear them because they've heard, you know, they can be aggressive or, you know, not every raccoon has rabies, but. Right. I'm pretty sure they wouldn't be able to bring it to a pet store on a leash if it did. Yeah, that's very true. But you got to take that seriously too, you know? Yeah, I get a raccoon though. Like I wouldn't want to mess with a raccoon to begin with. Those things are freaking scary. I was uh, at a... um fourth of july celebration one time years and years back and uh somebody had their pet raccoon there and they just had it on a little harness like a dog and it just what you know heck? hung out under the chair and come out look around you know go lay back down it was just like a regular pet i didn't you know try to you know check it out or anything because i'm like uh you know what I'll, I'll pass but yeah i wouldn't be interested in that either uh i don't know here's something interesting you want to hear this this is actually gaming related okay okay Razor headset stops bullet. Wow. A Reddit user's life was apparently saved after his razor headset stopped a stray bullet launching into his head. Apparently, the shooting took place right outside his house and a bullet happened to come through the window and into his headset. Wow. And this picture is to back it up. That's pretty freaking crazy and terrifying. Yeah. It must have deflected it just right. Yeah, it said he posted a bunch of photos of the aftermath of the shooting, which here is where it shows it. And he also contacted Razor to say thanks and spent some extra time with his family, which is sweet. Hmm. I mean, I'm glad it, it it stopped it. Well, I'm guessing it didn't stop it dead. Like I said, it probably, you know, altered the trajectory and, you know, reflected, deflected it. But uh, that, still, that's that's cool. For a brief time, Mario was on Xbox. What? <laughs> This happened when an endless side-scroller game featuring Mario was released via the Xbox Creators Program and Collection, which is essentially a way of allowing anyone to publish their games on Xbox, although they don't include features like achievements. Interesting. It says so, Super Mario TH3D. Yeah, they really went all out to like put all these weird letters and stuff in it. Huh. Infinity and World Adventures. Was the it just, just like... A Mario game? It looks like Mario 64 in the little thumbnail. Oh, okay. The game description read, The Adventures of Super Marioner continue. <laughs> wow. This time with 3D design. Travel through the jungle with Marioner. Jump between platforms. Try not to fall in this endless speeding adventure. You have three rights. Try to make the highest record. You have three rights? <laughs> what is this <laughs> description? That, that's a bad translation is what that is. I think the person who made this game needs to be aware that they have no rights to Mario. <laughs> They're probably <laughs> in a lot of trouble. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I just happened to see that all of a sudden while we were doing the other stuff. I was like, oh, gaming news popped up. We rarely ever get gaming news, so we might as well talk about it. Yeah, it's a nice change of pace. Yeah, the, the freaking Razer headset stopping a bullet is pretty insane. Yeah, that's pretty wild. All right, Asher, you want to jump into what we've been playing and then... I can't remember. If I, I think I have a Game Pass pick, but I want to make sure it's not the same one as you first. So I'll let you go first this time. Oh, I'm pretty sure it's not the same one as me because uh, we both know some of the Game Pass games I get into. That um, is true. So 
I actually haven't been playing Elden Ring, which is kind of weird for me. Um, I just hit a spot where I think I needed to take a break for a little while, but you know, 650 hours will do that to you. So yeah, just, uh, just be careful. You don't hit that spot. And then like me, never come back. Right. Right. Well, I still have, um, one more boss, one more ending to do. And then I've got the, uh, hundred percent achievement. So I I at least have to get those. Um, but some, uh, friends of mine from 76, uh, that I played tons of with, um, started a Minecraft realm. So I've been Uh jumping on there and playing with them. And for the most part, uh, they're all um, new to Minecraft. There's a couple that have played a little bit before. Right. And they brought some of their old friends from, uh, you know, Grand Theft Auto Online. So it's, you know, this big community getting together. So, you know, we've got an area where we have stuff set up and I built like a sorting house for, you know, items and my tower and everything. But it's just cool to like jump in a world that's persistent and see everybody else's creations which is a lot like it was for us in 76 because we would all build our, our base, our settlement or whatever. Right. And, um, you know, like I like to run like a, uh, like a junk shop, you know, one of our friends, she liked to run a, uh, like a noodle stand. Uh, the other guy, he liked to do a brewery. So we all kind of built around these themes, you know, noodle so, stand. Yeah. That's funny. That'll tie into something later for my, uh, what okay. I've been playing. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. But so I've been playing that, uh, with them and, um, when we were on with Jessica the other day, um, we were going over all the new stuff coming to Game Pass, and one right. of them was all the Riot game stuff that uh, all their games are free to play, but if you have Game Pass, it's going to unlock champions either through yeah. League, Wild Rift, or uh, Agents in uh, Valorant. And I've played League. I actually played League so far back that I bought like a physical copy at Best Buy when oh, it was coming crap. out. Yeah. And I stopped after a while and I didn't get back into it because, you know, it's one of those games that if you're not keeping up with it, it changes so much. You're just so lost, you know? Right. Uh, But I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll try playing the mobile version, Wild Rift, and kind of reteach myself the maps and, you know, how to play and everything. And I've probably put in, I don't know, between three and five games of that every day. And, you know, since games can be like, anywhere between 15 and 30 minutes generally. Yeah. I think that's a good chunk of time. It plays really well on the, on the phone. So I was pretty uh, surprised by that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I was wondering about that because there's other games that recently came out on phone that have uh, people have not been happy with. Looking at you, Diablo Immortal. <laughs> yeah, well, so I've played a lot of games that have those, um, you know, they're, they're not, you know, your standard uh, publishers and developers, but it's like, hey, you hit level five, here's the level five pack. Yeah. Hey, you hit level 10, here's the level 10 pack. Well, apparently it's really bad about that. And yeah, then, like egregious almost. Yeah. Uh, so you get gems in Immortal that you use to, you know, make your gear stronger the gems are ranked uh, one through five. Right. You can't get the three or four gems, if I remember right, without spending money. Yeah. You the, can get the fives, but they're super duper duper rare. Yeah. The last thing I saw was that a streamer finally got a legendary gem after spending $15,000 on the game. Yep. That's ridiculous. That has me officially now scared for Diablo 4. If they yeah. put anything like that in there. <laughs> well, and then like um, 
you're limited too. So your chances to get legendary stuff and go after the, the gear, you only get like um, a token every so often. I don't remember if it's a day, a week, a month or whatever to right. basically, you know, f- open up this boss, I guess it is. Um, but you can buy more tokens. And games that have that kind of stuff, if it's like I can play, you know, five lives or whatever, you know, so many attempts, you know, and it refreshes every so many hours or once a day at the same time or everything, right. that's all right. But if it's one attempt and it's something like per week, if you want to do more, buy more, that's yeah. already kind of predatory. Uh, and when you get upwards into $15,000 to get something like your game does not deserve that much money. I'm sorry. No game yeah. is $15,000 from one person. That's freaking ridiculous. Yeah. For and sure. I believe like, I'm, a, I'm cool with people that put like cosmetics in their games where you spend a certain amount of money to get like a certain cosmetic. Like that's fine. Like, well, yeah. And that's the thing. When you buy that cosmetic, you know, I'm getting this hat with a feather in it. Yeah. This you other know, thing is mystery. You're spending the money, but you don't know that you're going to get it. Right. Right. And half the time you're not getting it. The, <laughs> so the you wasted time, it a game had a, a big issue with this was uh, apex and you basically had to buy in so many chests to right. be able to get the chance to get an item. So you That's had to basically ridiculous. spend like $50 to unlock X amount of chests so that you could unlock the next tier. So you could have a chance at the item. Like it wasn't even guaranteed after that amount. Microtransactions should be guaranteed things. If there's going to be gotchas or random things, fine. But I think it should include both, you know? Like, yeah. if I'm new to a game and there's like a, a, a random skin box, and let's say skins are anywhere between $1 and $3, right? And this random box is 2 bucks. I'm going to buy it because I don't own any skins. So I'm going to get something new. Right. And I could get a $3 one, you know? And like that that's more interesting that that's even kind of fun in a way you know but yeah i get that later on or you know when it's you know you got to spend 25 bucks i need to know what i'm getting out of it you know i don't go to gamestop well nobody goes gamestop anymore but like i don't go to gamestop and slap 60 bucks on the counter and go give me a ps5 game you know like you get a ps2 game (laughs) yeah well and that's the thing even if i got a ps5 game and it was random like you wouldn't want to do that you know no because uh what was it oh you know what it'll we'll get into it later but (laughs) whenever i get into what i've been playing we'll get into it because i spent 70 bucks on something and i'm not sure if it was worth 70 bucks or not (laughs) Um, i've been enjoying it even and i'm still not sure if it was worth 70 dollars yeah that's that's rough um let's see I don't know if I talked to you about Unfortunate Spaceman. Did I talk to you about that? No, I haven't even heard of this. Okay. So it's, um, you're familiar with Among Us, right? Yes. Okay. Think if Among Us was a first person shooter. Oh. Yeah. So you're in a spaceship with all the other people. Uh, you can call meetings, report bodies, kind of things like that. Uh, one of you is a monster and there's a baked in role already of a, like a, a traitor where you're not the monster, but you are working with them. You know, the monsters can right. still kill you and everything. So uh, it, it's, it actually plays decently for, you know, being a not big, you know, publisher uh, and just kind of coming out of nowhere. Cause a lot of the like among us clones, they're 
kind of janky, especially like first person. Right. Like this one has like, you can go out of the ship on like broken sections of walkways. So there's no oxygen. So you can't spend all your time out there. And as you play matches, you rank up and unlock stuff, unlocks other mutations for the monster. Uh, one of the things I unlocked as a crewmate was a, uh, a welding pistol takes one of your weapon slots. You can't use it to shoot anything, but you can weld a door shut. So if the monster's chasing you, you whip it out, turn around, weld the door shut. Now you know, okay, he can't pass through here without breaking it down. Yeah, And that just takes time. So I like games that have, you know, unlocks like that. That kind of, it's a little bit carrot and stick, but you know, if you're having fun, chasing that carrot is still enjoyable. So yeah, that reminds me of the Far Cry games where you have like the repair tool that you can repair vehicles with, but you can't like do anything with it except for repair vehicles. So you have to remember that. Right. And like swap out to a gun if you're going to get in a fight. Uh, the very last match I played of it, um, we were we were all playing together. This group, we're talking through the game chat. And it's funny because the game chat's not great, but it kind of fits with this like derelict spaceship kind of feel. Um, one of them notices that there's two of the same guy because whatever your name in the game, it, it becomes your color. So there were two almond or whatever, you know, like a brown. And right. One guy's like, hey, there's two of them. And the one guy, the, the one almond character just takes off running. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to get him. He just rounded a corner. So I pull out this grenade I have and I go to throw it. Except I didn't left click, which is throw. Oh, I no. Right clicked, which is cook your grenade. So I've got a live oh, grenade in my I hand. I see where this is going. And me and three other teammates just pile through this doorway like some kind of old cartoon, shoulder to shoulder, right? And the one guy, um, I went back and watched the footage from his angle. Um, he looks over and he goes, oh, no. And he backs back out the door. And I turn <laughs> to throw this grenade at this thing. And I, it just blows up in my hand. And three of us just chunks in the hallway. Like I, so funny. It, I basically threw the match, but it was like that one guy saw it with just enough time to back up and like right. his jaw just dropped. He's like, oh my God, you killed everyone. Like everyone. <laughs> everyone in the whole game. So oh, I'm not funny. allowed to play with grenades anymore, apparently. I can't count how many times I accidentally did that when I first was getting into Call of Duty with my oh. friend Twisted Joker and I yeah. would just drop the grenade and just blow us both up. For sure. Eventually, I figured out how to actually throw the stupid things. But for a while there, <laughs> I was just dropping them until the game eventually is like, if you keep killing teammates, you're going to die instead. Right. We would always play in hardcore mode, which is very easy to accidentally kill somebody because it's only right. one shot. Yep. But yeah, there was a few times where I just dropped the grenade on the ground. And it just blew up. Yeah, grenades are dangerous. Those in land, those little landmines or claymore things, if you're not yeah, paying attention, claymores. you just run across them and it blows up like your whole team because they're all following you for whatever yeah. reason. <laughs> yeah, those sometimes the either. first guy gets through safe because you can just about outrun them unless you're on, you know, like hardcore where everything kills you. Yeah, everything kills you in hardcore, which is like the only mode we play. So I never really get a chance to escape anything. <laughs> right. It's fun because it creates for chaos. But yeah, that's what that reminded me of when you, it's the second you said cook grenade, I was like, oh, I know where this is going. <laughs> yeah it happens but yeah that's what i've been playing pretty much uh this uh week and then last um which you know it surprised me because i thought you know hey i'm not on my big main game i'm gonna play you know all these other ones and then i kind of got hooked into minecraft and wild rift so you know it's been fun i'll tell you what happened to me and i told you before the podcast 
I have a pretty like vast variety of different genres of games that I've dove into throughout. Cause it's been two weeks since we last talked. Right. So the first week that we last talked, I finished up Assassin's Creed Odyssey and, and uh, for the main story, I started doing a little bit of the DLC and I was like, man, I, I just really want to play the Viking one, which is Valhalla. So I just moved on to Valhalla. <laughs> now that's the newest one, right? Yeah, that's the newest one. Okay. And I've been having a blast in that one. Like I got a new coworker at work named Steve and I was creating clips of the dismemberment in that one of like just triggering finishing moves where you just chop off people's arms and heads and stuff. And I was like, this is way more fun than you would think it'd be. This is way too much fun. Wow. Yeah, so my favorite thing with that one so far has just been exploring the map. I've done more of that than I have the main story, really. Like, you know, I just explore areas and... There's a lot of... to be said to that, to just kind of exploring. Like, when a game is so interesting and pulls you in that you just kind of wander around. Like, that, I think that's yeah. awesome. And what happened was, I was... When you get out of the first starting area, which, by the way, took about three almost four hours within it before the title screen even shows up okay. <laughs> so the first the first like three to four hours you're in uh i think it's norway and that's basically the prologue area okay okay and then once you get out of there it triggers a scene where you go over to england and then that's where like the main game opens up is like in england it's a very way smaller map than what was in odyssey but it still feels vast because it's a map that's broken up into regions okay. but like even though the map itself looks small, the regions as you're like walking through them or riding your like horse through them or whatever feel like massive. And I won't lie, I did cave and buy some gear for that one as well, just like I did with Odyssey. Yeah, you know, it, it's something looking good. You know, when when you can put those cosmetics on to to really enhance the style, I think that's enjoyable. Yeah, and what's cool about the these Assassin's Creed ones, or I guess these Ubisoft ones too, is that when you buy the stuff, it's not just a cosmetic it's actual gear that has actual stats and effects and like stuff like that too so like you're essentially like i bought the shinobi set it wasn't just like a skin to make me look like a shinobi like each piece was an individual armored gear piece that applied a stat to the two swords that i got with it oh okay like if you carry the two swords together your speed goes up whenever you're attacking and then you also have two versions of it. So you have like a green version and a blue version and they're like neon blue and neon green and it's like glowing with fire all over it it looks freaking wow. dope. That, is, that sounds real. <laughs> so cool. I was like, I bought this. And then I think I bought like two or three other other packs as well. Now I'm running around with like a a Holy Knight pack. There, it came with two versions. There was like a blue version, which is like the blessed Holy Knight. And then there was like a red version, which is the fallen Holy Knight. Hmm. And then okay. I unlocked the ability to dual wield two heavy weapons at the same time. Oh, nice. So I'm running around with a great sword in each hand and destroying everything in my <laughs> It is insanity. I always I love it when games let you do that because it just it looks so cool. And most of the time it's really strong. Yeah, especially because both of them, uh, one of them was from when I got the Dragon Knight pack. So on a finishing blow with that, it shoots out fire and does fire damage. And then the other one is from the Blessed Knight pack. So I have two different ones that if one of them does the finishing move, it triggers something that also does area damage as well. <laughs> and you weren't so, kidding. You did pick up a few packs. Yeah. So the, the blessed night one drops down like a glowing cross or something like that, that does damage over time. And then the other one does like fire damage. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I think it was three packs total that I got. I got the, that Shinobi one 
and then I, I think that was why I just because I bought the packs. I was like going through. I was like deciding if I wanted to buy something for Odyssey or Valhalla, knowing that I was nearing the end of Odyssey. And then I saw how cool the Valhalla stuff was, and it just made me want to jump into Valhalla faster because I bought this. Okay, it was like a couple of different, and of course, each one also comes with a special mount and a special like version of your bird as well. Oh, even better! Like the Dragon Knight one, your bird becomes like a little drag, like a mini dragon, which is kind of dope. And then your mount is like a drakeling or something like that. And then hmm. I think the Shinobi one, your mount is like a glowing, almost spirit wolf thing that also has like blue fire coming out. Like it all looks really freaking cool. We'll just we'll just sum it up to that. <laughs> yeah, it definitely so that, sounds like it. Yeah, that was the first week. And then last weekend, I ended up downloading something on Game Pass. And I really want it to be my Game Pass pick of the week. But I do have to note that it did crash on me a lot, which was unfortunate because Uh-oh. I spent like 30 hours on it in oh, like wow. one weekend and it was zoo tycoon the ultimate animal collection on <laughs> xbox uh-huh Dude, i don't know what happened but i was like you know what i'm gonna play this because my wife likes looking at animals and like i said we were dealing with some personal stuff at the time and i was like oh cute animals like this will distract us for a while and yeah. then i could not stop building a zoo <laughs> i just kept building exhibit after exhibit i think on the it was like Friday night into Saturday first, it was like I didn't go to bed till like six in the morning, and then I did the same thing the next night, Saturday into Sunday. So I spent like thirty hours just building a massive zoo in that game. Those games can really suck you in, you know. Something about yeah. that—the whole building your own thing, like you know—that gets me in so many games. And then they're like, if I remember right, those give you feedback too, like, "Hey, we need more trash cans," or "This, you know, animal needs more." Yeah, they do. You know, play so it just—it's like ever expanding. Like you're in your exhibits, you have a thing for animals, basically entertainment. You have a thing that can feed them. You also have a thing that can clean them. And then you also have interaction sections, but each exhibit only has a certain amount of those that you can place. Okay. So like I find myself building the larger exhibit so I can place more of those and it'll take care of the animals for longer. But then you also, in order to keep them fed, you want to build a certain amount of like zookeeper buildings. Then you've got janitor buildings to keep everything tidy. And I keep wanting to fire half my janitors because I keep walking down paths because you can, you can go from the creation, which is the top down. You kind of zoom out for that. And then you can go right back into third person and just explore the zoo yourself, which is kind of cool. I like that oh, a lot. That's really cool. And you can also personally go up to the interaction sections, depending on what animal it is. And you can like feed the animals and stuff like that, which is what is what drew me into it. Anytime I unlocked a new animal, I had to build an exhibit and then throw a bunch of freaking animals in there and then see what it what happened with it <laughs> yeah that's like a pet simulator and a zoo tycoon kind of mixed in because you know you get to interact with them and go check it out and everything yeah that would have like i said if it wasn't for the crashing it crashed on me quite a bit but i think the problem was the more that i put into the zoo that it was just for whatever reason just having trouble rendering everything in the game engine because it was just too much going on yeah that could be i think i feel like that's notorious for the newer ones because i was watching some stuff on that planet coaster game earlier today because i ended up buying that and planet zoo on steam because they were on sale <laughs> and i was watching a video on it and a lot of the people were doing these like massive elaborate zoos but the or not zoos but uh theme parks and the problem was that it was dropping down to like eight frames per second because there was just too much going on yeah that's pretty crazy there's got to be some kind of settings you can tweak or something yeah, on their on their old ones, like the old roller coaster tycoons with the old like texture graphics and stuff, you didn't really have that issue. 
Because you could just you have massive maps and just build whatever you want, but it wasn't like this 3D rendering stuff. It was more like a mm. 2D, so it wasn't as bad. But yeah, I sunk some time into that for sure. That actually was that I was like, there's made me stop playing Valhalla because I was just playing freaking Zoo Tycoon, unlocking various types of lions and freaking hippos, and yeah, there's all sorts of and then there's the things in it called mini exhibits, which is also cool because it provides like an area for more animals that couldn't that they don't put in a large exhibit and there's like hundreds of those in the game too okay okay so i had one for like freshwater crocodiles and then i had a whole aviary section with a bunch of birds in it all the different kinds of birds and i had komodo dragons which my wife is terrified of so she didn't like that part because <laughs> i put them in there and i think she was like taking a nap or something she woke up i was like oh i need to show you something and i walked over to it she was like you're you're wrong for this because I remember when I played Far Cry 3 back in the day and the Komodo dragons would just chase after me and she always hated that. Yeah, yeah, I can't blame her. I was like, they are pretty terrifying, but they're also kind of cool. And of course, I got to put them in my game. Yeah, I mean, like you said, you unlock a new animal, you you got to use it. Yeah, it's like I have to, especially because the uh, the Xbox version of it is like 4K. So they like they made it like an Xbox version with stellar oh, wow. graphics. So like it almost like some of the animal effects when they're eating and stuff look almost real. It's really, I like really feeding like the giraffes and watching their like tongue come out of their mouth and just like scoop up whatever you're, they're going to eat. And then you just watch them eat it. That's cool. It's pretty cool. And then if you feed them, you feed them like two times and then their happiness will go up because it counts as like an interaction with them to help their happiness go up. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's a lot involved. And I mainly did sandbox mode. I didn't really mess with like the, I think I did a scenario mode the one time and I clicked on it. Because like, it said the campaign was going to take like 30 minutes and it was like four hours in and that crap was still going. And I was like, I wonder if this is 30 hours and not 30 minutes. Because <laughs> it sure felt like it was way longer than right, 30 right. minutes long. So that kind of happened. And yeah, that's why I ended up buying Planet Coaster and Planet Zoo because apparently those are like the newest versions from the people that made these old games that I used to enjoy. Oh, hopefully those don't crash on you. Uh, I tried them for like two seconds before we... <laughs> And I got real confused automatically because the other stuff has like all the, I think they all have pre-made stuff, but it's like easier to navigate on the, the Zoo Tycoon on Xbox was like way easier to navigate for like the pre-built stuff for just building stuff. Oh, okay. And it also kind of like, as soon as you place an item, it automatically has an area where you'll attach the path to like the other path. So you don't have to make the paths yourself. <laughs> oh, okay. That's nice. Which is, yeah, it's a little simpler. And I'm like, man, I kind of wish they were all simplified like this. Whereas like the one that I tried, before we hopped on was like none of the above not even a tutorial it just throws you into an empty landscape and says go have fun yeah and i'm like oh this is gonna take some learning <laughs> getting that tutorial can be too much you know because some tutorials yeah. they don't they don't let you figure out the game like it's like click this button click this button click this button it's like well you're showing me all this stuff but i can't like do any of it you're you're this might as well be an interactive video you know right i mean it basically is and then other times they're like you don't need a tutorial go on and do stuff and you're like no i really do yeah for the for the planet coaster one or whatever the both of them i kind of needed one well and it had the little icons that would pop up on the screen and it's like oh do this to zoom but for whatever reason i couldn't figure out that i literally had to click the scroll button not actually scroll so when i was trying to scroll it was just moving forward and back mm. but i had to like click the scroll button and move the mouse in order to zoom out to the top down view that i want to build stuff and i was like oh this is gonna take some adjustment <laughs> yeah yeah when they when they put in buttons that like 
they don't quite feel intuitive, you know, controls that you're just kind of like, eh, that, that doesn't feel quite right. It, it can be a struggle. Yeah, the reason I wanted to play them was because I bought Roller Coaster Tycoon 3 on the Switch because I was like, oh, man, I really want to just go back to my Roller Coaster Tycoon days. And then I was having a lot of trouble with that. I was like, this needs to be on computer. Like, <laughs> Yeah, any of those that, that need that drag and drop. Like, I've played SimCity on a, a console or maybe just on a controller, like tried it. And I know SimCity right. old is old is old. But, like, that's one of the, like, originals for that kind of style. And it, it yeah. was such a struggle just to put down roads and like wires and switch between things. Uh, th- those, those games are so menu heavy and then you want to be precise with stuff. So right, it's hard to play that with a controller. Yeah. That was my biggest issue with the roller coaster tycoon three, because I bought that complete edition of it. Like the Nintendo switch complete edition that has both the expansions for like 30 bucks mm-hmm. and like placing rides and stuff is fine. But then you have to like place an exit on the ride and an entrance on the ride. And you got to like do the path. And when you're trying to build the path, that's where it becomes a little more difficult on a controller. Right. But now, I have not tried what you reminded me of earlier that there is a touchscreen on the switch. I haven't checked to see if I could use a touchscreen, so I might have to do that later. <laughs> yeah, it's it's worth a shot because that might you know be night and day there. That might just open up gameplay to be so much smoother. And if I remember right, most games that have the touchscreen, it you can pretty much be interchangeable. So everything that's you know nice and easy to do with the thumbsticks and the buttons, go for that. And then when you need to be precise, just you you know use the 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 touch screen yeah the touch screen that might be better because i played there was one on the mobile phone that i picked up called roller coaster tycoon touch and it's a free game and i was playing that some and i was like this is a little bit easier to navigate than mm-hmm. so if they would have just basically done it like that now granted apparently they did port that to switch as well and it's just called roller coaster tycoon adventures on switch and it's like 50 dollars but it just doesn't it just doesn't have all like on the mobile version you buy you can buy stuff and the switch version does not have any of that stuff it's just all in the game hmm. so it's kind of like you're paying a lump sum to not have to pay for microtransactions basically yeah that is kind but of i was nice. like i'm not spending 50 dollars on a roller coaster tycoon game yeah, you guys are switch crazy games. for that <laughs> anything in the nintendo store tends to be kind of expensive you know they don't go on sale very often and when they do it's not usually by very much Right, and here's what's crazy: the uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon Three on the Nintendo Switch Store is thirty bucks. I think I said it was twenty nine ninety nine. It's on Steam for seven forty nine. Yeah, eight bucks versus thirty bucks. It's uh, I just picked up an older game on uh Steam because it was on sale. Uh, called Dragon's Dogma. Everybody's excited. Oh yes, because there's a new one coming out. (laughs) Yeah, I've never played it. Uh, I figured I'd give it a shot because it was four ninety nine the other day. It was like 87% off or something like that. I'm like, it's five bucks. And I was reading reviews and like, I, I read all the negative reviews first. Right. And I, I mean, I read like 30 of them. Oh, geez. And I love that game. Everybody's negative reviews were like, oh, I didn't like this. And they described classic RPG mechanics. And I'm like, yeah, okay. That's how RPGs are, you know, cause I'm an old fart. And, uh, I'm like okay that's fine but then i like as i'm scrolling back up you know all these ones that are their negatives are things that i don't think are negative i'm looking at their hours and all these people with negative reviews are at 50 60 hours play the game. <laughs> what the heck and i'm like man five bucks for 50 hours yeah fine sure you know yeah and like i said i was i think it was a few months back i bought a bunch of stuff that was on sale on this on the nintendo switch store at that time and that dragon's dogma with the dark arisen like it was mm-hmm. called Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen, so it includes like the original game and then that 
like I guess it originally became like a standalone expansion, but included all of it in it. So I bought that. So I actually do have that on my Switch as well. Okay. And it actually looks just as good on Switch as it did whenever whenever I originally had it on like PS3, I think it was. Cool. Anything that's like a PS3 or Xbox 360 game that gets over on the Switch looks amazing. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Like the newer stuff, which I do have some of them, and I'm willing to deal with it. I don't care because I'm essentially playing these games in handheld, like freaking Outer Worlds. It's obviously not going to look as good (laughs) on a Nintendo Switch, but it's Outer Worlds on a freaking handheld device. Right. Yeah. That's the way I look at it. So those were the main games I was playing. I did buy that game, The Quarry, which I think I did mention. Okay. I was. I had. I think I mentioned when we were on with Jessica Starr that I bought it, but I hadn't. Yeah, move yeah. into it yet. You just haven't had a chance. Yeah, and I heard the game, I think, is about seven hours. So at first I was like really complaining that I was like, I don't know, because usually the games from these guys are like 40 bucks. Right. But this one to get it on my Xbox Series S, I had to pay 70. So I wasn't like very happy about paying 70 for one of these horror games. Right. But then I looked at it and I was like, okay, the other games that I played for them are usually around f- four hours. And I'm paying 40 bucks, so it's ten dollars an hour. And then That's... this one I paid 70, and it's supposedly about seven hours long. So it actually tracks. And I was like, okay, it makes more sense. They're basically getting like 10 bucks an hour for their game. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of stuff to do in that. Like I, I watched yeah, somebody I play a little bit of it, but like you could easily go through and make different choices, you know, because the way it branches off and everything. So like, I think I've got enough replayability for you to be able to go through at least twice. If you wanted to. One thing I will tell you is the lady that wants to like help you, like the tarot lady is like been getting mad at me because almost every chapter, I did not find any of her (laughs) cards for so long. Yep. Yep. I noticed that. She's just increasingly getting more agitated. (laughs) I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't know where these stupid things are. And then eventually I found like one. And then the next one, I saw it, but I didn't click on it fast enough. So it didn't trigger it. I was so oh, mad. I like man. I clicked on it, but it just didn't count because I wasn't fast enough. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, it. she's going to be mad at me again. <laughs> yeah. Those games have the, those little timers, you know, where you got to make your decision so fast or, you yeah. know, it, it doesn't like you, you basically have three decisions, you know, left, right, or indecision kind of thing. And, uh, that that little timer is usually why i don't play those i'll watch people play them i think they're really cool but i i don't need that like momentary you know gaming stress of like what do i do you know yeah and when it comes to that it's like it doesn't show a timer on the screen yeah. so like i just went to scroll over and click on it and it was already going into the next like scene mm-hmm. as i like right literally exactly as i clicked on it it went into another scene and i was like oh i guess there was a time that i was supposed to do that and i missed it but yeah, I was enjoying that. I haven't touched that in like a week, like I said, because I fell down the hole of buying a bunch of stuff on Switch and I've just been messing around with that. I think mm-hmm. we already touched on Coaster Tycoon 3 Then I bought like the whole collection of Assassin's Creed games that are available on Switch. Not going to touch on that too much. It's just Assassin's Creed. Like we already talked about Valhalla. So right. <laughs> is that much to touch? I thought it was kind of cool that they put like the SEO collection on there because I just kind of, I think I told you the last time I went to go back and play through all of them eventually. Yeah, yeah, you were mentioning that. Yeah, and so since I already had Black Flag and Rogue as a collection on there, I just decided to go ahead and get the Ezio collection. And I was, I think when I originally saw it earlier in the week, it was like 30 bucks. And then when I got it, it was $14.99. So then I ended up having extra money and I ended up grabbing Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered on the Switch as well, which was like the same price. So like everything that I was expecting to be a higher price basically just dropped in price when I got paid on Friday. (laughs) So I ended up getting more than I originally wanted, which is amazing for me. 
always awesome when it works out like that. And it's like you're you're working on the whole collection. Is there any uh, Assassin's Creed games you're missing at this point? The first one. Uh, yeah, I have because I have Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla all on my Xbox, and then mm-hmm. I have the Ezio collection, which is Assassin's Creed Two, and then the two other ones that were like direct sequels to Two that were like all part of the same thing, which are Brotherhood and Revelations. Okay. And then, oh, you know what? I think there's three I'm missing. And then I have, obviously, I just got three remastered. And then I have four in Rogue. So I'm missing the original one. And then Unity and Syndicate, which I've never played. Wow. I did not realize there were so many. Yeah, after Black Flag came out, I think on like PS4 and like Xbox One generation, then they made Unity and Syndicate. And then after that, they did the ones that I love, which are like Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla, because they're less like Assassin's Creed and more just like an open world rpg game really (laughs) that's cool because like i said the assassin's creed story just tends to confuse the living crap out of me so (laughs) i just prefer to just explore the past stories really so what you're telling me is we're not doing assassin's creed lore oh we will at some point (laughs) i'll just have to find somebody that knows more about it and can (laughs) do a better job than me at deciphering some of this stuff like when it dives into like precursor races and like all this really weird stuff it's really cool, but it just confuses me. It's all the modern day futuristic stuff that confuses me. Oh, okay. The past okay. stuff I can follow because it's all the deals with like history and like myth- mythical things that are pretty cool. But and then I think the last thing I was going to talk about was I bought, I originally re downloaded, which I didn't even realize I had on Switch, and I re downloaded, which was Saint, Saints Row 4 re elected. Okay. And then the other day, Saints Row third i think it's saint row the third or something like that full package edition <laughs> also ties into weird news now those are like grand theft auto gone wild aren't they yes they are freaking insane <laughs> like as i was playing the fourth one first which is when you start off as a president of the united states and then there's an alien invasion you end up inside like a simulation like the matrix I, and I, then, you said a lot of words there yeah all i did was shake my head because like the you start the game as the president and my mouth opened up like just in disbelief and then you kept talking more and i just couldn't pro like i heard everything you said but that was a wild sentence yes yeah, you're the president who was also the leader of the saints which is a gang in all of the games you became the leader and it somehow became the president and then the aliens invade and you end up inside a simulation like the Matrix. <laughs> All right. I thought I played some weird games. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And inside the simulation, you get superpowers. Oh, so, of course. Why not? And like, that was a lot of fun because I got my like my super speed up to like three. So I'm like, okay, yes, you can get different gar- cars and like customize them. What's the point? I've got super speed times three and can run across the entire map like the Flash in like 30 seconds. <laughs> I don't really need a car. Jeez. And then you unlock super jump and I've got that times three. So I can leap an entire building like Superman, like all the way to the top of it. And then I can leap from the top of that and just glide across the map because that's an attachment for super jump. And then you have super strength. So you can punch people across the screen, which is a lot of fun. Basically I've got like all the things that require me to use zero weapons, zero cars. I mean, you don't need to, you're, you're a walking well running arsenal you're an arsenal of a lot of things because eventually you get telekinesis so you can grab people with your mind and throw them grab objects and throw them then you get like a stomp thing and with my stomp it has an like a almost like an attachment to it so when i stomp it creates like a like a shock wave and then like a bunch of explosives just rain down from the sky and blow up a bunch of things around me too 
So in the, in the room, when they were making this game, somebody said, okay, well, what kind of style do we want? And somebody just said, yes. Yeah. So it's literally just, just everything. everything. Yeah. It's like GTA. If GTA was on like the, what if GTA just did whatever the heck it wanted? Right. <laughs> GTA times like 30. And then, like I said, I bought the third one and the third one is just as funny. It includes all the DLC, except I guess two of them, it didn't include because there was, I guess some feedback originally that it was like causing issues in the game on the switch. So they just deleted those two packs, but it has something called a shark omatic, which launches fish guts at people. (laughs) But here's the funny part. After you shoot them three times, a giant shark comes out of the bottom of the map and eats them. (laughs) Of course. That that is hilarious. (laughs) This is the third one. I've moved on from the fourth one to the third one. Like the only thing I wanted to talk to you about was the freaking weapons. I, I think that's awesome. More I mean, more games should have at least one silly gun like that. Yeah. Well, it has two. It also has a mollusk launcher. And it launches a mollusk, which attaches itself to the person's head. Then they spin around and do a Michael Jackson split. And then they're basically mind controlled. So they start attacking you and <laughs> attacking random people. And then when you click the right trigger button, the mollusk explodes and just kills everything around it. It's freaking absurd. That that again, like that that whole sentence, like, okay, okay, it, it shoots a mollusk. All right, then they dance like Michael Jackson. Why? <laughs> yep. And then they're mind controlled. Oh, okay, I kind of, and but but their heads can explode. You sure? Why not? Yeah, these these games are just notorious for just being ridiculous. I didn't even touch on the two special DLC weapons. Well, actually, there's multiple ones in the fourth one because there's one that's a dubstep weapon, which I think just makes everybody dance to dubstep. Okay. And then there's a, this is going to get a little provocative sounding, a tentacle bat. I think you can pretty much picture what that is. Yeah, yeah. A large squirming tentacle that just smacks people across the map and you can make it all different colors. Of course. (laughs) And then there's a probe. Ah. And that weapon, let me tell you, (laughs) I was not expecting there to be a probe in the game to begin with. But it basically has like two metal claws that kind of open up and then the middle is like a squirmy thing. And yeah, it literally turns the person around, goes up the back end, does like a little blurry thing on the screen of it just holding them there. And then it just shoots them off into oblivion with a bunch of stars. That's wild. (laughs) I'm like, this is a freaking weapon in the game. You're literally just probing people. Like, what is this? It sounds like nothing is off the table in that game. Yeah, when you said GTA gone wild, you were definitely right with Saints Row. And apparently each of those weapons in the fourth one, eventually you could spend like 20,000 cachet, which is basically your cash in the game. Mm -hmm. And it'll give them like a special ammo. Like there's one that does like poison damage. And that one apparently does like explosive damage. I haven't bought it yet, but the probe will, uh, uh, I guess, launch missiles or something. Or like when they, when it shoots them off, it'll make them explode. I don't know, but. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like at this point, you could tell me any random string of words that somewhat makes sense, and I'd be like, okay, yeah, I, yeah. I can see that because like everything is just so out there that you've just sold me. Yeah, you you could have told me that it would have put fireworks in there, and I was like, this tracks because I've seen people that try to do that on that like that show ridiculous. It's all the oh time. God, like yeah. firecrackers up there, and it would have worked. <laughs> yeah, don't don't do that, folks. I do have to describe this one scene in Saints Row Three. These are old games, so I mean. I'm not saying spoiler warning because these games are pretty old, but they run amazingly well on Switch. They look just as good to me as they did when they came out originally, which is pretty cool. Now I just want them to release Gad Out of Hell on Switch, which would be like the spinoff one 
where the boss gets dragged through a Ouija board into hell on his birthday and you have to go rescue him. <laughs> Wild. Every, like I said, literally every single one of them is like wild in its own way. But uh, there's a scene in the in the third one where I'm trying to think of how it starts. Somehow, oh, you're robbing a bank, first of all, and you're flying on the back of a helicopter, like trying to hold the safe and you're just shooting a bunch of dudes and helicopters down from the roof before eventually you kind of crash and get captured. And then you're on a plane. You have to fight your way through the plane and the plane's going to crash. So you have to jump out. And uh, when you jump out, you're kind of like nose diving through the sky. So it has a whole thing of like if you were going to skydive, basically, but you're shooting your gun the whole time at other people, <laughs> which is pretty freaking insane. Oh, man. And you're and you're trying to rescue Shondi, which is the like one of the female characters in the game. You're like trying to save her. So you're skydiving, shooting all these people, shooting objects that are falling out of the plane, out of the way, all in some hilarious fashion, depending on which voice you chose for the character. I always seem to use the guy that has like an Australian accent because I think it's funnier. And for whatever reason, in Assassin's Creed 4, you have Nolan North as a random voice. Hmm. So That's I'm, interesting. <laughs> so I use that. But the other one, I usually use the other guy. But anyway, so you get down, you grab her and you're kind of holding her in your arms. And then a plane is heading straight at both of you. So you're like, if I time this right, I can shoot through the window and like do all this other stuff, come out of the back end and come out and like come back out the other side. And Shawnee's just like, you mean we, right? And you just kind of like, your guy just kind of looks at her weird and it just throws her. Wow. <laughs> she just starts plummeting through the sky. So then it triggers a cutscene of your guy shooting through the window of the plane and killing all the like somehow like shooting the one guy that's in like the back of the plane jumping out the back and then you're in another one of the sequences of shooting a bunch of guys and then rescuing her again and then he says something to her i don't remember what it was but i remember her being among the lines of you're an effing a-hole <laughs> yeah because <laughs> you eventually do grab you eventually do grab her but it's just it's the little things like that that to me just have me cracking up because i'm like your dude just literally just throws this <laughs> sounds like a fever dream of an action movie yeah, that's basically what it is. And that, and then once you get to the bottom, like you, it triggers, I guess the storyline is this other person has now like removed all the Saints funding. So the Saints were like famous in the third one by the end. Your gang became like famous. So the dude's doing like an energy drink commercial. He's getting beat up by a bunch of dudes. And then he like drinks the energy drink and just throws them all off in the hilarious fashion, basically murders everybody. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, it's a it's absurd. These games are nuts, and they're making a they're doing a remake of the original one, which I never played. So I think it's supposed to come out this year. Hmm. I'm curious to see who does that because some you know a remake or remaster. No remake. It's full on rebuilt from the ground up. Okay, yeah, because some of those come out really well. Yeah, what I've seen of it so far. Let me see. I'm gonna look it up real quick because I think there's a thing that says when it's. I think it's supposed to be this year. Yeah, because just like putting it on a new system, so you know, cleaning up the code and everything, so it works on the new system. That's always like okay, that's that's nice, but eh. but when they like put the time and effort to you know improve the graphics, the controls, oh. the you know frame rate, everything. Yeah, I just that's looked, always nice. I just looked it up, and originally it was set to release in February, but it got pushed back. It's supposed to come out in August now. That's oh. right. That's like yeah, a month that's away. Not that's far. not that far at all. <laughs> August 23rd on PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, and Windows for you, Asher, because I know you tend to play on PC. Yeah, yeah. And awesome. for reference, uh, Saints Row 4 and Saints Row 3 are on PC, but if you buy them from Steam in the past on my PC, I had some issues getting them to run for whatever reason. Hmm. 
And I have like a top-notch PC, so for whatever reason, they kind of screwed up. But I didn't have any of those issues with the Switch. Yeah, that's that's one of the biggest benefits to console, in my opinion, is when I get a game for, you know, like my Xbox, I know it runs. You know, it's been a long time since, you know, like what, uh, New Vegas coming out on the old Xbox just didn't run when it came out. But like anymore, you get a game for your console, it's good to go. But yeah, that's true. Your computer can have so many different configurations, you know, between, you know, manufacturers of parts and, you know, how strong this or that is, how things interact. Like it's kind of a crapshoot to how well things will run. So uh, there is a lot to be said for playing on a console. I will note that I guess the original Saints, the Saints Row main games are developed by Volition and published by THQ. And the okay. original, here's something funny. The original came out August 29, 2006, and now the remake is slated for August 23rd, 2022, both in the same month. That's actually interesting. Yeah, and that's what, 16 years? I think so, yeah. yeah I 2006. Think that's a good, good amount of time. Like, I think uh, any time after a game's been out for 10 years, and if it's done well and, you know, gets a, a re master i think that's great yeah one that i don't think needs a remake is we already talked about is freaking last of us yeah yeah (laughs) that does not need a freaking remake like a remaster they literally just did so i'm like you really don't need a remake yeah i was just catching up on podcasts and i heard rocky talking about that same thing on his next episode so yeah it came out in 2013 so it really wasn't that long ago no no, i guess that is about 10 years though it's coming up next year will be 10 years it's such a it's still very it looks recent good too, in yeah. a lot of ways you know so. yeah so i told you i had a lot to talk about and i did and we have reached our hour mark and i think that's everything i had yeah i think I, the last I, thing was i bought that scott pilgrim game but i haven't really played it yet i know it's like a beat-em-ups okay oh there was another game i played a game pass game freaking oh, okay. teenage mutant ninja turtle shredders revenge game pass pick of the week yeah, I've watched, I haven't played it yet, but I've watched some people play that. That is like the classic arcade game, isn't it? Yes, because I like probably my number one, if not my number two, like game of all time was uh, Turtles in Time from the Super okay. Nintendo era. Because I love that game back in the day. And this is just that game for me, but modernized with like a new story to it and some different elements. But yeah, I would say it's a great, like if you have the ability to couch co-op with somebody, it's a great, yeah. you know get a pizza in, sit down, hang out on the couch and just have a good time kind of game. I did struggle with the difficulty because my reflexes aren't as fast as they used to be when I was younger. Mm-hmm. So I'm not as good as these beat-em-ups, but still it's like all the turtles that you could possibly want, especially if you're one of those old school turtles side-scrolling beat-em-ups fans. Like it's a love letter oh, to yeah. those games for sure. And it looked like they added a lot of moves too because, you know, they have so many yeah, more there's buttons a lot. and everything. So there's actually like fighting game combos kind of thing. Yeah, that's what threw me off. I was like, oh, man, I don't know if I'm going to be able to figure all this out. <laughs> like, it pops up in the beginning. It's like, XXXX for combo attack. And then it's like, duck attack, flying attack, slide, dodge. And I'm like, okay, now you're doing too much, and I'm confused. Mm-hmm. Like, just bring me back to the original, like, Streets of Rage, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, where it's like, punch right, punch left, throw. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes they threw a kick in there also. Yeah, they would throw a kick or, like, a high kick. And that's kind of what the, uh, the little bit I played of the Scott Pilgrim was kind of like that. But I was like, this would be fun because I love that movie. And I never actually read the, like, the graphic novels, I don't think. So I was like, the game should be fun. I saw it when it first came out. I heard about it. It's one of those I'd ones that's got a pretty dedicated fan base. Yeah. So I guess Tony Z is falling down that beat-em-ups 
line again with Teenage Mutant Ninja Trolls and then that one. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. like I said, very large variety. (laughs) Like, you go from the freaking tycoon, like, management simulator and, like, roller coaster tycoon and the Assassin's Creed games and the Saints Row, which... By far, I'm probably going to play again now after we hang up. <laughs> because yeah, I'm just talking I can understand that. Yeah, so I'm probably going to dive back into that just because those games are so much fun. But Oh, the other thing I didn't mention on those is eventually when you can upgrade your cars, you can get these things called kneecappers, which are basically spikes that Likes stick out of all those. four of your wheels. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and then the third one apparently also came with cheats that you could just randomly put into the game. And one of them was called a mass... It's like mass hole or something like that. So if you're driving your vehicle, any vehicle you run into is just going to be sent flying out of the way. Oh, <laughs> wow. to destroy everything. <laughs> yeah. Just so turn it you into a, a wrecking ball. Yeah. It was like, not only do you get all these weird, like cool DLC outfits, which some of them are hilarious. Mind oh, you. I think I'm, I can only imagine. It's H with three. I'm literally wearing a suit of samurai armor and shooting people. Two things that completely do not go together. <laughs> I, I honestly thought for a second you were going to say I was wearing a suit of salmon. I mean, I wouldn't put it past them. No, and that's why I was like, oh, that you know, that totally makes sense. Yeah, you know, and you can wear a samurai outfit. I, I That makes sense. And you can wear any of the outfits depending, no matter what your sex is, too. So you can wear, like, the really, like, skippy girly outfits on your character, whether you're a guy or a girl. <laughs> I dig that. I <laughs> Which like that. does look really funny on some of the dudes because you get, like, the, the one gives you, like, pigtails. And it's almost like one of those like plaid vests that tie up in the middle where your like stomach's hanging out and then it's like underwear. <laughs> it nice. looks really funny. <laughs> then there's like Elizabeth, I think there's like an Elizabeth Bathory outfit or something for the day. <laughs> okay. So I just like scrolling through and just throwing them in the most random things possible. But I think in, in four, I just have a dude with like rave pants with like a neon green skull on them. And then I gave him a crap ton of tattoos. So I have him wearing like no shirt. And then he's got like these parachute pants with neon green and like neo matrix sunglasses on and then a bandana <laughs> which mean, originally was just a pirate bandana that i turned into all black so it looked more like some kind of weird like uh oh what was that one game sleeping dogs where it was like a martial arts kind of style i don't think i know that one yeah there was a sleeping dogs which is also like gta but it's set in china okay okay and it's a Oh, if you've never played that, you should look into it because it's pretty cool. I think there's a new version of that on pretty much everything that has all of the DLC in it. Huh. And a lot of the fighting in that one is like martial arts, like almost like kung fu style fighting and stuff. It's pretty cool. Okay. I do dig some martial arts movies. So yeah, and it is like open world, like a GTA game. Okay. So you're kind of like working your way up through like the through like their version of the mob or something like that with like the fighting and the other stuff. And there's like dating in it. So you can take the girls on dates and do like karaoke and like weird mini games. I dig. I, I might have to check that out. Actually, that might be something else. What? I think it's in that too, but I, the karaoke thing might have been from uh, oh, those games that came to Game Pass that were... The Yakuza not, games? Yeah, I might have yeah. been getting those two mixed up. I, I mean, I can see how you could get those mixed up. Yeah, they're very similar in style, for sure. But yeah, I guess that'll do it. We've gone over an hour. I said originally this episode was going to probably be under an hour, and I've like talked forever now, so... <laughs> Well, you did have a lot of games that we played. Or yeah, well, we, it was you. two weeks of games. Right. So so you, you had mentioned that you were worried that my Game Pass pick might be the same as yours. And I did look at Shredder's Revenge and thought about it, but I was like, ah, you know, I'm just not feeling it. And I ended up going with one that's just 
bizarre and you know more like what people expect me to play uh, it's called omori i saw that and i was like what yeah. the heck is this game it looked weird <laughs> trust me i've spent a little bit of time in it and i'm still saying that um it's all like pencil drawn for the like videos right all, any of the cutscenes, and you're in a white room and it's like i think it's like your safe space kind of thing like you're, right you're like you know you're hiding away from all the troubles of the world inside your head and it's just very weird the graphics remind me of game boy but it's black and white instead of green and black right right and once you kind of like poke around stuff and you read through your journal and everything which your journal has red in it everything's kind of unsettling you get to progress and then you go into a world of color where your friends are but you still continue to be black and white and like when they show you the photo albums when you've all been hanging out together you're black and white and all those as well so your character stands out and is different i didn't get i, I get did a bunch of like exploring because there's a lot of things like hey if you clicked on this you discovered a thing you get an unlock or you find a knife or you know uh an item for somebody so i, I clicked on everything so i probably spent two hours just kind of exploring the very beginning of this game right um but it's got a character menu like you can equip a weapon and you have like oh, abilities and stuff so i never got to any combat but i was like that feels really out of place for this because you're like a group of kids going around you're going to go meet your friends at the beach kind of thing <laughs> what the heck yeah and um the music i i felt like it was a horror game because there's all this like kind of dark stuff like you know your journal has you know what looks like you know blood and like you know things that would you would hmm. think of like pain and horror and stuff in it, right? What if that's the intent? It to might be, be like a darker game like that, and yeah. like slowly build into it being like, oh, this is actually disturbing. <laughs> well, there's so much of it that, like, once you get out and like are talking to other people, it's very colorful and lively, and it feels like a Game Boy Color game, right? Like the way the trees and everything look, right? But the music is off. I don't know if they purposely made parts that that are discordant or you know the notes are off key. But it's it just it gets in your head and you just can't stop thinking something bad is coming, and like it's kind of been a week, so like I I couldn't play a ton of it just because it was unsettling in a way. But I'm like, this is so bizarre. I don't know where this is going. Like, you know what's going on? So like I I think this is this whole adventure of this kid, you know trying to figure out how to be around people and everything after things that have happened to him when he was younger, but that's I, I'm probably have what to play it is. more, yeah. to, you know, discover that. Yeah. You talk about that pencil, like kind of art with a little bit of like coloring in it. And it reminds me of this horror game that came out. I don't know how long ago, but it was actually really good. I played it on one of my old YouTube videos. It was called never ending nightmares. Okay. And it was like a sketchbook kind of like mechanic, but whenever there was like blood or something like that, it would turn red. And that game was actually really terrifying for the type of game it was, where you're kind of like side-scrolling from like room to room exploring the house, trying to find out what happened to your sister and just like really disturbing things. One of them evolving a big, beefy mutated monster thing with a baby face chasing you. Like, it was really weird. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot to be said for how scary simple games can be because everything's just not present and right there and obvious like they do a lot with the audio with the art style with like hints and things to really get in your head and let you make the things 
scare you you know yeah that game and the um the japanese horror game detention which i have on switch are both really good examples of that okay they're like old school almost side scrolling kind of style but they have a really creepy they have a horror and the detention is just straight up paranormal horror mixed in with everything else and a disturbing kind of story where you're like a high school I assume a high school student and somehow you like fall asleep and you're like trapped in a tsunami and then you like go and you're trying to leave and then you find another girl that's just sleeping on a stage and you wake her up and then somehow you end up switching from places from the dude to the girl and the dude that you're playing as in the beginning is now dead. That's my- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it, all within the first like 20 minutes of the game. So that's, that's like how this feels that very psychological and confusing, but you're kind of in it and like it. Yeah, it's a wild yeah. ride. And the girl, the girl is like, I literally just talked to him like 10 minutes ago. How is he dead? And then all of a sudden there's like creepy ghosts and you have to like trigger something where you like cover your mouth so that you can't breathe in order to walk by them so they won't attack you. It's very <laughs> interesting. And that's about as far as I got because then I got confused and I think I died because I got attacked by one of them. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the, the, the <laughs> risk they run of is being confusing and then you're not sure if you're wanting to continue. Yeah, you're like, what do I do? And then you're dead and you're like, well, I guess I'll take a break now because it's already too intense and I don't need to just keep dying because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Did I uh, tell you about the Game Pass uh, game I was uh, checking out called Skull, the Hero Slayer? No. Okay. I, I feel like I've heard of this, though. It's, Is it spelled it's... S-K-U-L? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I saw it on there. It's a bit of a the what they call like Metroidvania, the platforming, side-scrolling, you know, uh, hack and slash kind of game right but what's really endearing is that you're playing like the base level recruit of the skeleton army and you you guys aren't necessarily evil but you've been attacked by the quote-unquote heroes and they're basically laying waste to everything and you're like the last skeleton around that's a cool concept i like that yeah but you get different powers by putting on different heads so you can find like a treant head or like a skeleton knight head and when you put these on in place of your head which you kind of like stick in your back pocket you can hot swap between them right you get access to other abilities um but it is a difficult game like it's up there like you know kind of hollow knight difficulties yeah and uh, uh the best i got like progressing through the game i got a rock star skull so I got like a guitar nice. and I could drop like an amp that would like play uh, music in an area. So I could like drop an area of damage and run around hurting things with my guitar. And it did something where it's like damage stacked and multiplied. So it, it was, it was pretty cool. You know, you do like a, a rock and roll, like knee slide, but it leaves like shadow after images for a moment. Right. A lot of fun did not have any idea how to like actually beat a lot of the bosses just because when when i'm limited to jump left right and attack yeah <laughs> i i i'm not great with those cuz my my speed my reaction isn't enough to like get in there get the hit and get out you know yeah that's what i was saying earlier as well which a lot of times why i play games where i can be a big bulky take the hits kind of character cuz i'm like well i'll just trade with you until i win yeah you know? But yeah, th- those were my Game Pass games. And uh, Skull, if you're into like Hollow, po- uh, Hollow Point, uh, Hollow Knight and stuff like that, uh, I, you would love this. Uh, Omori, um, I don't know who this is for, but um, if Me. it looks interesting <laughs> to you, maybe check it out. 
Yeah, it sounds like something I might check out because it sounds just weird enough to be right up my alley being like the horror guy that's into the really weird crap. So I'll probably try that one out. I do have two games that I'm looking to play on Game Pass um, on the the PC. I haven't downloaded either of them yet because the one is 50 gigs and the other one is 22. I have the space for them. It's just that's a time investment, you know? Right. The 50 gig one is Chorus. And it's spelled. Ah, that's on Xbox as well. Yeah, it's got like a V instead of a U, and it looks like it's like mostly a space flying. Yeah, like one of the almost like a when they used to have like the space shooting games back in the day, but like modernized. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. I've seen it. I saw it come out. Sure, if some of the like on foot sequences or just cut scenes, or if you know you can actually like control your character and everything, but like something about it, it looks like it's got a little bit of you know horror or mystery. And it's based in space, and I, I like spaceships. I think they're really cool. I, I yeah. like the ideas and everything. So, I'm uh, I'm gonna give that one a shot. I just gotta find the time to be like, yeah, you're just gonna download stuff. I'm not gonna use your computer. You're just gonna download this 50 gigs. <laughs> I tend to have that problem. All the games I've downloaded, and I like never use my computer for gaming. I just use it for recording the podcast. <laughs> right. Despite how many games I have on there, I'm gonna uh, give uh, Naraka Blade Point. That's the one. Oh, of the yeah. That, we talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. Jessica. It's coming to PC. It's been out or wait, maybe it's been out. I don't know. It's been out on one thing coming out on a bunch. Of things, coming to console. That's it. So I'm going to be jumping in trying it on PC. I'll play it with controller probably. Yeah. Um, But uh, it's a 60 player battle royale. It's got a lot of customization um, and it's interesting because it's, got a lot of melee weapons but you can also use a bow uh i think there's a crossbow uh a couple other like ranged like it's got a lot of interesting options you know abilities you can use and everything so it's going to play a lot differently than something like your apex or Warzone. you know right so i want i want to give that a shot you know because see because it's a different kind of entry into that genre so it's nice to see you know companies kind of take a chance and not just put out the same thing all the time yeah while you're on that i'll quickly touch that i tried out uh that shadow run returns i think it dropped on game pass earlier this week it was like a trilogy of shadow run and i was like oh it's like a rpg game i never tried these before as soon as i found out it was tactics i was kind of out because i'm just i suck at tactics games (laughs) i I can't do anything but i will say the soundtrack in that game like i immediately had to go and download it because it is phenomenal yeah, uh, having a good soundtrack can really help a game out. Yeah, it has a lot of like this kind of stuff I like because I'm in the rapid stuff. So it has like bass mixed with like a cyberpunk kind of aesthetic soundtrack to it because it's like a cyberpunk style game. That's cool. Um, with tactics. Yeah, it's a really good soundtrack. I was like, holy crap, this set. I was like, probably why I couldn't do the freaking first fight because I was too distracted by the music. <laughs> I couldn't get people behind cover and I kept getting everybody killed. I was like, this music is better to me than the freaking game is. But I know it's a classic game that a lot of people love, which is why I wanted to give it a try. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of what we do. We, we give things shots. You know, we're, yeah. we're going to peruse and poke our nose into things all over Game Pass and, you know, the Switch and PlayStation Xbox. So uh, we can tell you guys about it, you know. Yeah, if, speaking if, of, Rocky, if you're listening, this is a pass for you because there was no voice acting in that game at all. It was all like text <laughs> reading. So... <laughs> Even if it would have been my Game Pass pick of the week, I would have still, I always put a note on whether or not something has voice acting now just for Rocky. <laughs> but, but if listens. you want to play it on a, on a you know, podcast, like you play, you know, we'll record it and everything, 
you know, Tony and I'll do the voice acting for you. Oh, that would be fun. <laughs> that would you, actually be fun. I've done that before. Down? Oh god, that that would either be golden or terrible. I don't think I that'll played, have any in between. I played this horror game one time. I can't remember if I streamed it or I recorded a video of it, and I was like trying to do all of the uh, for a good bit of it. It didn't have any of the voice. I had like mi- very minuscule voice acting, so I was right. doing the voices of all the texts for all the different characters. Oh man, that, that's and that great. included yeah, it included like the high pitched like girl voices and the yeah, it was everything. <laughs> A lot of people thought it was pretty funny. I, I I'm think envious I of that because uh, I have no voice control. I just sound like this all the time. Yeah, I can do that or I can do like this and like weird <laughs> crap like that. And it just sounds weird. It doesn't work, but it's funny. So, Oh, fantastic. Yeah, I used to like messing around with trying to do different voices because I think there was at one point I tried to do something called Ultimate Metalverse. It was a podcast that was going to be like a heavy metal podcast, but I ended up writing like some kind of story for it. And I was doing voice acting and voice effects for that which was pretty cool. Only ever had one episode, but it was fun to dabble in. <laughs> yeah, that sounds intense. Yeah, it was pretty fun. But all right, I think that's going to do it, Asher. We've now gone well over an hour, actually. We've been in an hour and 25 minutes, I think. Yeah, yeah. Because I completely forgot about the Game Pass, which is why when I was about to leave, you were like, oh, hey, there's also this Game Pass game, and it completely reminded <laughs> me that I forgot about them. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to throw I, those in there because I had fun with them. Yeah, I'm glad you did because I definitely want to check out that Amori one. For sure now, because it, that one intrigued me. Yeah, I, I think it's got enough horror undertones that it's going to suck you in. Yeah, that's the enough of the like the blood on the journal was like all you had to say. And I was like, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> got me in. All right, everybody. Until next time, when you're gaming, your journeys are infinite. Thank you, as always, for joining us. I think I actually got that right, Asher, and I didn't screw it yeah, up. But I thought I was yeah, going to. Spot on. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Keep leaving us those five-star reviews, and hopefully we'll see you again next week. Uh, As far as I know, everything's going well for right now, so nothing else major has happened, but just keep in mind if it does, then I have to miss another episode here or there that may happen. We'll play it by ear, but we're planning on being here. Yeah. And uh, we recorded this on Saturday and said Sunday this week because there's an AEW wrestling pay-per-view I'm looking forward to. Oh, I just remembered Asher before I get off. (laughs) I did. I was going to do a taste test video, but I don't really do YouTube anymore. So I decided to just try it myself. Okay. And I have tried the weirdest ice cream. Two of them are the weirdest ice cream flavors I've ever had in my entire life. One of them was actually surprisingly like not bad. And the other one was just kind of weird. Okay. One of them was sweet flavors. Um, let me say the first one first. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Which was Earl Grey tea. And we have this thing in Pennsylvania around here with ice cream called tea berry, which I absolutely hate and I don't like it. Okay. So I tried the Earl Grey tea and I didn't like it, but it was like $4, so I ate the whole thing anyway. Yeah, I mean, it was like yeah, one of those little pint ones. So I just I was like I don't really like this, but it's not like terrible, so I'm just going to finish it. It was $4. I don't want to waste it. I, I and... thought Earl Grey was a very uh, like faint tea flavor to begin with. It's like a black tea instead of like a green tea. That's all I know about it. Oh, okay. that they, they, I guess it's like normal ice cream, but they like cook the black tea into it somehow. Huh. Okay. Tea and ice cream is just not, to me personally, is not the greatest of combinations. It's kind of weird with tea flavored ice cream. Yeah. I mean, tea is something I want hot anyways. So I don't want to, I don't know. It's, yeah. It, that, I, that's weird. That's not as weird as the next one. Gray Poupon ice cream. <laughs> You eat mustard ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) 
that's what i thought it was gonna be uh, i was like i am terrified and the only reason i got it, like i said was because i was gonna do a taste test video and then i realized i haven't done a video in over a year who's gonna watch it so i just didn't do it but that's the kind of thing i would do when i did taste test videos and i was like you know what i don't do videos anymore but i'm gonna talk about this on the podcast yeah it was grape coupon ice cream with like pretzels in it pretzel chunks but, yeah it was like chunk pre- it was almost like when you get a soft pretzel from like a annie ann's or whatever that place no. used to be called it was a piece of that mixed in. This one, that this is going to be weird. I actually liked it, but the uh, mustard was not like, it wasn't mustard. It was like uh, honey Dijon. Okay, so, so sweet, salty, tangy. Yeah, it wasn't as bad as you would have thought because <laughs> I went into it thinking it was just mustard ice cream. And I was like, why am I doing this? I'm going to. You said pretzel parts. And I was like, okay, some crunch. That's good. But no, soft pretzel. Like, Yeah, no, they weren't crunchy. It was chewy. Yeah, it was chewy. I don't know about this. I wasn't a fan of the texture. Okay. But I was okay. surprised that like the honey Dijon was like kind of good. Like it, like it was like weird, but it wasn't like, oh, this is disgusting, which is what I expected it to be. Hmm. And so yeah. I was like pleasantly surprised. And it, but I will may, admit that by the time I got to the bottom of the plane of that one, I like my stomach was like, you're going to vomit. So be glad that <laughs> there's always so much. Like it's not bad, but I wouldn't advise eating an entire thing of it. Yeah, probably not that much at once. Which is I what I tend to do. I tend to because I'm too lazy to bring the ice cream back downstairs once I brought it upstairs <laughs> to our room. So I just eat the whole freaking thing. Oh gosh. And the last one I got um is actually really good. And I still don't know what the flavor is because it was just called like Planet Earth. And I thought it was gonna be like grass or something by the time I got to it, but it was actually like a more fruity flavor with some with some sprinkles or something in it. Like it's not bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> It yeah. was like more of a normal ice cream, just a, with a weird name. But after those other two, you can imagine. Well, I was like, "This is gonna be like eating a plant." Like, yeah, I've officially turned into an herbivore. That's <laughs> what I was expecting. From it. Oh, crazy! That and I think a the, wild flavor. Yeah, the the mustard one for sure, because all it doesn't tell you like like the tiny little thing with the pretzels or the description is like very tiny on the back. So on the front of the little pint, it just says "Grey Poupon" on it. It's like "Grey Poupon" French ice cream. They're yeah. all French ice cream, apparently. I well. like to uh, dabble in various mustards because there, there's a lot of different varieties out there. You know, I don't right. think I'd have eaten a mustard ice cream. Like, I don't, I don't think I'd have picked that one up. So, yeah, well, I that was the thing. The, that. the ice cream in it was normal, so that's kind of what changed it a little bit. It was that weird, like honey Dijon was almost like if you had like a caramel swirl in ice cream or something, or like a. Oh, t- it was like that. Interesting. The, yeah, the ice cream itself was normal. It just had. Yeah, the pretzels were chewy though. That was kind of weird. I'm not sure yeah. how I thought about that texture. <laughs> I think I think uh, a crunch there would have would have done that. Like yeah, crunch. The more you fine. explain it, the more I'm like, okay, I'm I'm a little down. But the chewy part, like I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, and I'm down for pretzels and ice cream because it's just sweet and salty. That's not yeah. a big deal to me yeah, at all. That's good. And then I also got a bag of popcorn that was like a, it was basically the cheddar caramel popcorn mix. So it was basically both kinds of popcorn, but just mixed into one bag. And that was a combination that was actually really good. Nice. Like I grabbed a handful of that and I was like, hey, this is really good. I like this. So that wasn't bad. I thought that was going to be weird too because you have the cheese popcorn and then the caramel popcorn and that doesn't seem like two things that would taste well together. But they did. Yeah, I don't know what it is about that. Like, you know, because they uh, it seemed in the tins together and stuff and like, you know, sometimes it's divided up but you, you got to try all the flavors together and it, it it's all right. Like it's better than you would think. All right, everybody. As always, thank you so much for watching. 
watching thank you so much for listening well i guess you can watch on youtube because i do upload the episodes on YouTube, yeah that's true that's they're true. not videos so you're not technically watching you're still listening <laughs> thank you so much for listening and as we said asher i'll just i already said the outro so i'm just gonna end it <laughs> yep see you guys